Hello, everybody. This is Rick coming from Fort Worth, Texas. I uh, wanted just to spend a little bit of time with you tonight, October 31st, which everybody knows as Halloween. And I just want to take time to try to take, to not to try, but to take back territory that the enemy might be able to take tonight and this night. I want to take territory for the Holy Spirit, for God in his name. And I want to start with Mark chapter 7. Uh, with his word tonight, let, let us go straight to the word of God, which is Mark 7, chapter 1. Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes came to, together to him, having come from Jerusalem. Now when they saw some of the disciples eat bread with defiled hands, that is, with unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands in a special way, holding the tradition of elders. When they came from the marketplace, they, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other things which they have received and hold, like the washing of cups, pitchers, coppers, copper vessels, and couches. Then the Pharisee scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? And he answered and said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honor me with their lips, but their heart is hard from me, and in vain they worship me, they teaching as doctrines the commandments of men, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the traditions of men, the washing of pitchers and cups, and many other such things, and cups, and many other such things as cups you do, he said to them, all too well, you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. And that's what the topic is tonight, the traditions of men. And when I talk about the traditions of men, I'm talking about stories, fables, things that are not in the Bible, that are being passed on from generation to generation. Uh, all the religions have them, like uh, the Mormons have the Book of Mormon, which is an, an addition to the Bible to start you out with the Bible, but then they turn you on to the Book of Mormon. Uh, the Jehovah Witnesses also uh, read the Bible, but then they have their own version. Uh, the Watchtower, which they turn to, which is another book, which is different than the Bible. Okay, it's a story. It's a tradition of men. And, you know, even Halloween is a tradition that started back, back, back in the day that men would rather find follow these traditions, these stories, these fables, right? That they 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 follow, right? Because it's been passed down from generation to generation. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, just because people uh their parents, grandparents, and I'm 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 one of them. I grew up without Christ. I grew up uh, a Catholic in name only, not a practicing Catholic. I knew nothing about God's grace and mercy and love. I did not know about his salvation in grace but thank god thank jesus christ that the one day i was preached the gospel and i believed and i received his grace but i was lost doomed and on the way to hell just like a lot of people out there today and following the traditions of men hearing just stories not really but reading the bible for myself but just word of mouth and the word of mouth back then you know i did we practiced Halloween. We went around and we did Halloween and we didn't think there was anything wrong with it. But, you know, it's very well known that Halloween is, is a night of evil. Uh, if you 
research it, you know, even you go back into the what they're doing in Boston, Massachusetts, which is the witch, they throw the witch's ball, uh, all sorts of things about the devil. And it's a glorified day for the devil from his uh, witches and warlocks and demons and all those things that are out there that are the from the God of this world, uh, even humans doing uh, a lot of things for Satan. And that is not what Christians and believers should be doing today. They should be uh, worshiping God and following his commandments rather than the traditions of men. And that's what I'm talking about today is, you know, are you really a believer? Are you really love Jesus? Are you really born again, washed in the precious blood of the lamb? Or are you just following, you know, the traditions of men, not really reading the Bible, not really knowing who Jesus Christ is, but just calling the name God and saying, I believe God and not even knowing his name. And I have run into people that when they say, I believe in God, I ask them what God, and they can't tell me the name. And they say, well, I just know God and I know God. And, and, and basically it's a tradition that's been passed down from generation to generations. And what I want to do is I want to challenge you to pick up the God's word, the, the Holy Bible, the New King James is what I read. Uh, pick it up, read it, learn it, and uh, follow it for yourself. Don't just trust people's uh, word of mouth, the tradition of man. I always tell people, pick up the Bible, read it, learn it, and know what you're talking about. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ or a relationship with anybody, you want to know everything about them. You don't want to just hear it from a third party. And that's what I'm coming from you today is read the Bible. Read it for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. If I say something on the radio, I want you to double check me and I want you to open God's word and check and see that it, what I'm saying is true. Don't just take people at their word. I don't care if they're pastors, preachers, uh, evangelists out there, self-proclaimed apostles, uh, whoever it is. They have to line up with the word of God and make sure that they're preaching the correct gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, not a different gospel, because the Bible warns us that if they come preaching a different Jesus, a different gospel, right, then they're liars and deceivers and they're trying to take our salvation from us. And we can see that today. A lot of those false preachers and false teachings are out there. And Jesus warned, warned us that in the last days, there would be many that would come in his name. Okay, and I want to I want to continue and reinforce what God said in his word. Right. He talks about testing the spirits. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out in the world. By this, you will know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, which is already in the world at this time. So the key piece, the turning point of testing the spirit is asking the question, has Jesus Christ come in the flesh? Was he the son of God that came to the flesh, in flesh, was born of a virgin Mary, lived his, his uh, life on earth sinless, and was found guilty by Pontius Pilate and was crucified without sin? for the sins of the world. And on the third day, our Heavenly Father raised Him from the dead and is currently seated at the right hand of the Father. Is that the gospel that they're preaching to you? Or is it different? 
And if we do not confess Jesus Christ, if they say, well, he was not the Son of God, he was not the Messiah, the sent one, he was not the Savior of the world, which there are some religions that preach that, then that is the spirit of the Antichrist. That is what the Bible says. And I also share, as you come to him, the living stone rejected by men. He was rejected by men. He, Jesus Christ was rejected of men, but chosen and precious in God's sight. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy spirit priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, for it stands in Scripture, See, I lay in Zion a stone, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. The cornerstone is Jesus Christ. That is the foundation. That is where you begin to realize, is it from God or is it Antichrist? To those of you who believe, then the stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone is the, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. And to this day, there's churches that do not have the Christ of Jesus in their churches because the Christ of the cross of Jesus Christ, where we find our salvation in his sacrifice, has become an offense. And they have become, they have picked their preachers that preach what they want to hear. Not what God says, but what they want to hear. They have chosen preachers that preach to their itchy ears, the Bible says. And so the crucifixion of Jesus Christ has become an offense. And it is right there at the crucifixion, at the cross of the Jesus, that we find our salvation. It is through the, the shed blood of Jesus Christ that I am found holy because of his sacrifice, because I've received him as my personal savior, and he has shed his precious blood for me. And that is what what we're talking about when we say preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, the one that we learned from the beginning, the one that God opened our eyes to, not the gospel of Antichrist. There were six parts to Jesus' trial, three stages in a religious court and three stages for a Roman court. Jesus was tried before Annas, the former high priest, Caiaphas, the current high priest, and the centurion. He was charged in these ecclesiastical trials with blasphemy, claiming to be the Son of God, the Messiah, and then uh, so and he was also uh, tried in the middle of the night, which was unlawful. Okay, so this was an unlawful trial, and they found him guilty of being calling himself the Messiah, the sent one of God, the Son of God, and making himself equal of God, and this what was his punishment. Even Pontius Pilate, who judgment washed his hands of it and said that he said he did not find anything in Jesus Christ that was worthy of death, but he wanted to release him because there was no nothing worthy to kill him for. But yet the Jews, the Pharisees of the time found them guilty of being equal to God the Father, which he was, and he was crucified for us that we might, through his sacrifice, be saved. And then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but God 
but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone the builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind which we must be saved. So, ladies and gentlemen, the centerpiece of the gospel, the centerpiece of the Bible, where it's not about us becoming holy and trying to convince others, look at me, look at me and my love for you and trying to change you by my conduct. That is not the gospel that Jesus is preaching. Jesus said, if, if he be lifted up, then he would draw all men unto him. Salvation is a gift of God. We cannot earn the salvation of Jesus Christ. It is given to us as a gift. I cannot, I cannot do anything in my own strength, in my own ability to save anybody. But it is a miraculous gift that Jesus Christ has given that you must react to, that you must receive because he is the giver of salvation. I am not a giver of salvation. All I can do is preach Christ crucified, resurrected by the Father, seated at the right hand of the Father. And if you receive him today, then you will be saved and you will be in heaven because of what he did. Not anything that I do or try to say to convince you. It is by the conviction of the Holy Spirit for your sins that you come forward. And I ask you today... Do you feel the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart, believing what I'm saying? Is he Jesus Christ calling you and, and drawing you to him to, to, to pray this prayer? Maybe you're sick of life. Maybe, maybe you, you're sick of, you know, maybe you're sitting in prison somewhere because you never listened to Christ and to the Bible, even though he has crossed your path so many times, but yet you have decided to follow the traditions of men, to follow your own ways, which in the end leads to destruction, and you find yourself in prison. Maybe you find yourself addicted to drugs. Maybe you find yourself at the end of your rope, at the end of your your ways, and you're sick of living the way that you're living. I want to tell you today that you don't have to live like that. All you have to do is call out to the name of Jesus to forgive you, and He is worthy and truthful of forgiving you of your sins and to give you a new life. See, I am no different than you. I have been there. Three years ago, my son, Willie, was 29 years old and he passed away. And it was really, really hard for me to try to continue in Jesus. It was really heartbreaking. But yet Jesus and his mercy and his love for me strengthened me and he lifted me up and he said, Rick, Rick, my grace is sufficient for you. Believe, 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 and stand on my word that what I tell you is true. See, sometimes, you know, God allows things that happen in our lives not to hurt us, but to bring us closer to him. Where is your faith? He said, where is your faith? Your faith is tested. My faith has been tested. And I stand here in front of you, before you, saying that, I, I'd rather believe Jesus Christ, which is God, than man. I, there's nowhere, nowhere else that I could go that has the answer to eternal life in Christ Jesus, where I can see my son again, because I know that Willie knew Jesus Christ as his Savior. So God has promised that he would make all things right. And I believe in his word today. And I want to ask you today, 
if you feel the tugging, if you're tired of living the way you're living, if you want to change your life, if you want to have a new belief, new beginning, if you're tired of Satan's, of serving Satan, of of serving drugs, of living the way that you're living, you can do that today if you pray the prayer of salvation and pull over right now wherever you might be, whatever your circumstances may be. If you find yourself in a place where, uh, you know, you might be facing death, you might be facing the end of, of your time because of, of the decision that you're making, I'm telling you, make the decision. Live for Christ. Stand for Christ no matter what. And you shall have the helmet of salvation. You shall have the crown of of life, and you shall be seated in heavenly places. You will walk heavenly places in Christ, just like I will one day when my day comes. Fear not, but hear, hearken to the word of God. Soften your heart and do what he's asking you to do today. Believe in Christ. Trust in Christ today. Let us take time to pray this prayer together. I ask you to pray this with me today. Dear Jesus Christ, I know that you're the sent one, that you were sent from our Heavenly Father in Heaven, that you are the only begotten Son of our Heavenly Father, that you came to this earth as a man, born of a virgin, and that you lived your life a sinless life, and you took, you were found guilty by the Pharisees, yet you had, did not have sin, and you took the crucifixion, and you took the guilt and the punishment for me, for us, for the whole wide world, Lord, that through through you the whole world would be found saved in Jesus. And today I, re, I rebuke and I confess all my sins to you today, Lord, all my faults, all my shortcomings. I confess them to you and I ask you to take them. And I ask you and invite you to come into my heart to be the Savior of, of my world, to be my personal Savior. Come into my heart. Holy Spirit, I receive you. I give you control of my life and my future and forevermore. Take my hand today, tomorrow, and forever and never let me go. Please lead me into all truth and guide me into God's grace and his plan and purpose for my life. Satan, I'm done serving you. I'm done serving this world. I'm done serving pornography. I'm done serving the God of this world. I'm done with addiction. I'm done with drugs. Holy Spirit, do what you do, what do what you will with my life. Call me in, into God's plan and purpose for my life. I ask you be the savior of my life today and forever. And I ask you, hold me, hold me, and be the savior of my life forever and ever. From this day forward, I confess you as Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, I put you before me. Guide me into all truth, Lord, according to your word. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I pray that you prayed that today, no matter what your circumstances are, even if your kids are lost, even if your kids are gone and grown up and maybe they don't listen to you and maybe they don't follow God the way that you feel they should. Maybe you feel, maybe the devil's convicting you that, hey, it's your fault. You didn't teach them the right way, but it's not your fault. Everybody has a decision to make, but intercede and pray for your kids, because the Bible says that salvation is from 
generation to generation, God says to remind him of his word, to call his word to him, remind him and call for them and pray for them, whether they're addicted, whether they're away from God. No matter what the circumstances are, God can change that situation. Lord, I pray to you today, Lord, for all the fathers and mothers out there that have not seen their kids or haven't heard for their kids, and they feel like they're lost and they feel hurt and they feel broken and they feel like they'll never see them again. I pray that you would touch their kids' hearts right now, that they would, you would put their parents in their hearts and their minds, that they would pick up their phone and they will call home today, Lord, and that you they would be united in Christ, that you would put that family together again, that you would be glorified, Lord, today, that whatever they're facing, Lord, the miracle, Lord, whatever giants they are facing, Lord, that you would give them a rock, Lord, to throw at their giants, Lord, and that there would be the Davids in their lives, Lord, and knock down those giants, Lord, and that you would give them the miracles that they look for, the miracles that they want, Lord, the deliverance of addiction, Lord, of pornography, Lord, of drugs, Lord, that you would convert those prisoners into your soldiers, into your warriors, to go into God, into Satan's domain and to preach the kingdom of Christ, to be a light in darkness, Lord, to be an SOS, to be the light of the world, Lord, change us, Lord, and to convert others to you, Lord, to bring them to you, Lord, that we will make a dent for your kingdom today on Satan's night, Lord, that we would take God's people to bring the lost to you today, Lord, to bring the backslid back to you, Lord, on Satan's night. We call it God's night. It's God's night tonight. Rejoice in Jesus Christ today, for today you have found salvation in Jesus Christ, the true, the true God, the Messiah, the sent one, the Savior of the world. And I thank you, and I pray for the people, Lord, that might be facing a sickness, Lord. Today, Lord, I pray that you would release healing, Lord, through your Holy Spirit, that you would shrivel up cancer, that it would dry up, Lord. I would come against depression and suicide and murder, and we call their assignment canceled by the blood of Jesus, by your precious Holy Word, that suicide, murder, depression. We we that you would follow the commandments from the man of God right now through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, that your assignment is canceled, void, that you would dry up, that you would leave that person to think clearly. We come against mind-binding spirits right now. We come against those spirits that bring division to families, and we release the Holy Spirit and the love of Christ in the families today, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, let it be a new day tomorrow for those that prayed that prayer. For those that didn't, let it be a night that they remember that they heard the power of the Holy Spirit. Let the Rima word, the life word of Jesus Christ come to them right now in their hearts, Lord, that we would grow and that we would come alive today in the world, wherever they might be. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I thank you for spending time to me to time with me today, sharing God's word, believing God's word, believing in God, spend time with him, meditate, let your let your requests be known to him through prayer and supplication, and he will answer you. Let your cast your cares upon him, for he cares and he loves you. Call upon his name tonight. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, and I God bless you. And I hope to see you one day in heaven to be able to talk about God's grace and mercy and how he intervened for you today that I was a voice 
in the wilderness crying, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world today in Jesus Christ. Till we meet again in Jesus' name, I want to bid you good night. God bless till we meet again. Good night and goodbye.